Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Pinion. Pop Pinions. Episode. Oh, I don't know, but it's 2021. It's episode 20. Aw, in 2021. And let's say it's starting off as a banger. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, we got some fireworks early in 2021. We did. It's okay, though, you guys. We're going to recover from this and all will be okay, right? I mean, I hope so. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh my God, we're still, I think people had this illusion that it's just going to change. Like January 1st and all of a sudden pandemic would be gone and I don't know, America's a mess and you know. Yeah. Oh, well, it was uh, quite... I don't want to say entertaining because that makes it sound positive. It was just, it was really, um, it was really heavy yesterday in the States. And I feel really bad for, for people that were part of that. I'd be very I don't know, embarrassed, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, those people are still saying that Black Lives Matter protesters were looting and rioting, mm-hmm. but this is taking back civil freedom. Right. By stopping democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to fight for democracy by stopping it. Yeah. Anyways, it's going to get better. It's going to be great. We hope everybody had a great holiday. We're back and ready to go. Mm-hmm. We're, we've done a lot of planning. We're yes. ready for the next really month or so I know. of podcasting. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. And soon we're getting into award season, which is always fun. I mean, I can't wait just for the fact of what are they going to pick, like... It's not like there's been a whole stellar, you know, array of movies to choose from. So it'll be interesting. But maybe we've missed some along the way that we didn't know about. Yeah, the, there's always there's always hidden gems of once it gets nominated, you go, OK, well, I guess you just have to watch it now. Totally. Yeah. And, and we're still a couple of years removed from the year that we really went hard and I think watched everything. Yeah, I know. I like when we do that, though. It makes it more enjoyable because then you're like, well, I've seen everything, so I know what I feel is the best. And, and you can compare all of them. Yeah. It's always like comparing apples and oranges, mm-hmm. but it's still fun, right? Yeah. And we can, I mean, we have this platform now to break these down. Yes, I know. So? All right. Uh, this week we got uh, what we watched over the break. Yes. And a movie challenge, which we just, instead of doing two, we just shared one movie, which I think... Is going to be worth the time. And then we have a new segment at the end. Yes. That'll set up future movie challenges. Did you name it? Uh, no, not oh, really. Oh, you're so good at that. You should have named it something for Tyler. Oh. Because it has to do with him. I mean, you could we'll kind of... something. Just on the spot. You can do it. All right. Okay, you want to go? Sure. Well, we watched over the break. I'm going to be honest. I did not watch much. <laughs> so we had decided we were going to do this segment. And then like halfway through the break, I'm like, have you watched anything besides like sports? Like, because um, our podcast isn't about sports. That's your own. And he was just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. I have what I've watched a few like just I mean, sports was one of the things I put down. Yes. You watched a lot of that. It's the the NFL regular season just ended. The NBA season just started. The World Juniors just ended. There's there's a lot of sports on. and I know. I do I that know. podcast two times a week. I so know you do. So you don't, you don't have to talk about it on here because people can just check it out on your show. That's true. You can check it out uh, at The Joe Show. It uh, has its own feed on Spotify right now. Not yet on Apple Podcast. Well... This is Pop Pinion's going to be their own feed as well. Yes, it will. Yes, we're splitting it up. We're still under the Dion Network, but and I'm still going to. They're still going to be posted on yeah. the Dion Family Network, one centralized location, but all separate shows. Yes, good. 
All right. So let's hear it. Let's hear your. Uh, yeah, sports was one of them. Yes. Um, I watched uh, Family Guy, but I've been watching. I was like a season behind, so I was trying to catch up on that. Okay. Um, and are you happy with the season? Um, it's all right. Yeah, it's, I can tell by your face. You're like, hmm. It got better. There was a couple seasons ago where they kind of just jammed in like a Trump episode that wasn't really good and it just felt a little forced. They kind of went back to their, um, here's a joke. We're going to repeat it three or four times. It's going to be funny, but they're going to, we're going to finish the joke before you go, okay, it's a, it's a little too much. Right. Which has kind of been their formula for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched podcasts. Okay. Um, so you listen to podcasts? No, I watch podcasts oh, okay. as well. YouTube. But okay. I also do listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, I rewatched The Last Dance. Oh, did you? The whole thing? Not just over the break. It, it was oh, okay. over the last like few weeks, but finished it during the break. And I mean... Still stellar. It's amazing. And just you kind of pick up on different things as you watch it yeah um i watched there's the new season of big mouth okay so i haven't finished it i started it watched the first few episodes and it is just it, it really drives home the point that as funny as it is i don't think you would like it no it's very inappropriate and uh as funny as nick kroll and john mulaney my rudolph there's good people in it but it's just i don't know if it'd be comedy that would reach you if right. that makes sense yeah that's fine that's fair uh all right what else did i watch i watched modern family yes i got my girlfriend to watch that so so funny right yeah i mean just perfect right and i you just forget how how well they do set up situation mm-hmm. and then have almost exact same situation happening in the background yes yes or just exactly what they're talking about like I'm trying to think of a specific example. I think it was one the one that was really good that I remembered right before it happened was they went to uh, bring Luke to a specialist. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I don't know. He's just really weird. And they do this cutaway scene where there's a paint can that's like shifting. And he's shaking his head with it going, <laughs> if I move my head fast enough, it looks like the can's staying still. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, and like she just kind of like rolls, Claire just kind of rolls her eyes. And then they cut back to the scene like a little bit of the story later. And Phil's doing the exact same thing. Right. And he's like, it's totally working. <laughs> and it's just that moment of they brought back the situation that felt like it meant nothing. Yeah. And was just perfectly written. Yeah. They're good for, they're really good for that. Uh, I also watched Key and Peel. Mm-hmm. There was just one night where I watched it. They're like 21 minutes without commercials. Yeah. So I watched, uh, they're like eight episode seasons, I think. So okay. I watched two seasons of that. Nice. And Love just it. like good. Just hunker down, right? Get right into it. Yeah. Love it, it. It's just like sketches that aren't combined. Almost like people say it was like Chappelle show. Mm-hmm. I think Chappelle did it a lot differently, mostly because it was just him. But they have really good ones. I mean, on YouTube, there's like, the substitute teacher that can't pronounce anyone's names right and right. gets mad at them. Like, it'll just be like, Jay Quellen or A.A. Ron. Right. And he just, like, every time they'll be like, do you mean Aaron? Right. And they'll just start freaking out. And then one kid, he just immediately, I think it actually might have been A.A. Ron, where you're just like, take your ass down to O'Shag Hennessy's office. <laughs> he's like, what? O'Shag Hennessy. And he's like, do you mean Principal O'Shaughnessy? Oh. And he's like, 
just starts freaking out at them and they do a couple of those they have one that it's um like call mocking college football players and they just make up these ridiculous names where some of them are normal it's like hinkle mccringleberry but then some of them are like e e e is like their name oh my god uh and the last thing i watched which is the only movie i guess franchise i watched Mm -hmm. was i started watching harry potter oh nice i had seen like bits and pieces of it but never like fully sat down and watched it so i watched uh the first three the sorcerer's stone or the philosopher's stone there's for some reason two different titles okay uh the chamber of secrets and the prisoner of azkaban which was actually directed by alfonso coron okay wow and it was like so far the best one yeah nice yeah all right what did you watch okay so i watched um first of all i watched uh life in a year it's a movie on prime it has um oh my god will smith's kid Jaden. Jaden. i was supposed to say trey i don't know why i think he has a son named trey anyways Jaden and cara delavine and um uh not my favorite i don't know it was it was predictable it was whatever i like cara delavine um a lot uh it just wasn't i don't know didn't hit home for me i have to say most of these what i watched were not home runs so i don't i don't want to be critical but it just wasn't for me so that was meh for me um the wilds oh wow i can't believe i committed myself to this like it was one of those shows though like it was bad but i i just was dying to know like what had happened. So it was like this plane crash and they're on an island, but was it a plane crash? And anyways, it was, it was weird. That's already a weird I concept. Know. That That's it, why it kind of keeps you in, but it's not good. I don't know. It's really hard to explain. And then it kind of ended and I was like, well, that was a waste of eight hours of my life or not even eight hours. I don't know what it was, but six hours of my life or whatever. Um, Ava, I watched, it's a movie on who I want to say Netflix. And it has Jessica Chastain plays an assassin, but she's kind of grappling with, um, well, first, I think she's an alcoholic and she's kind of grappling with like, why is she killing these people and, and whatnot? Um, it's good. I wouldn't say, I would say it's one of the better things I watched. It wasn't like amazing, but I love movies like that. Like I love assassins and stuff like that. So, uh, and spy stuff. So I liked it. It just wasn't like, oh my God, go out and watch it. Um, I watched a couple of, um, like I watched Sean Mendes wonder he has a documentary on um, Netflix and it was just like his, you know, making movies and going concerts and uh, what he's learned. And it was really good. I mean, he's a Canadian boy. So we like, you know, I like to support that. He's adorable. And um, so it's good. I don't know his music. I don't listen to his music, but I enjoy things like that. Like I enjoy people that are really good at their craft and seeing like how they get there and what they, what they struggle with and what they, overcome he's a really he's a really um he's a good kid he's a good you know then um in that same realm I watched Ariana Grande's concert she was amazing I love her uh we watched Christmas Chronicles 2 with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn it was adorable you know that was right at Christmas time so we had to watch that uh watched the prom which is funny because my girlfriend and I were going to watch it at the same time and then talk about it and she made it through about 10 minutes so it's based on a Broadway show and then they made it it's a musical and they brought it to like film so it has like Meryl Streep Nicole Kidman James Corden like I mean I, I couldn't even name them all the the it's such a stacked cast and it's about like a girl who wants to bring a girl to prom and so it's like and it's um 
like Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman and James Corden are these kind of washed up Broadway stars and they go to this town to bring awareness and to also promote their name. So it's anyway, it's like it's a good story. I just I can see why people wouldn't like it. I didn't I didn't mind it, though, because I kind of like musicals and cheesy like dance Mm -hmm. numbers and stuff like that. So I didn't mind it, but I could see it's not for everybody (laughs) for sure. Uh, Watch Midnight Sky. So that's George Clooney. Um, and uh, that was good. I would say that was in my top, like that was in the top tier of like things I liked. Um, so it's like an apocalyptic, everybody's got to get off earth kind of thing. And he's this like scientist. And then there's like these astronauts that were coming back to earth, but they didn't know what had happened. So he's trying, he's stayed back on earth to try and like stop them from coming back. And so there's like space stuff. And then there's, I know it's a good it's a good movie I would say it's worth a watch like it is good I did figure out the there's a thing and I did figure it out but that's okay you know I'm good at that it's not surprising um and then my last thing was Bridgerton so it's the Jane Austen meets Gossip Girl I loved it I don't know like I might have just been in a good mood for it but I think it was great I don't know like I mean you're not talking it's not the crown or anything and you're not talking like stellar like acting and stuff like that but just for a fun show that you know in this especially in this you know we're in lockdown number two here and it's just nice to have something that's just fun and there's like kind of a love story and then there's yeah it's like kind of gossip girly sort of whatever Jane Austen with a little bit of Fifty Shades of Grey I'm not gonna lie it's a little bit of a little soft porn in there so beware if you're not watching it with children don't watch it with too young because it's not for kids <laughs> for sure so i i enjoyed that and that's that's what i watched i also have i'm not even gonna say perfected i never got it before but i a few times had jumped into a movie for the last i don't know hour 45 minutes uh, i did that with a couple of the star wars movies because they were putting yeah, them on yeah a, we did that they did a the whole marathon wow i could not think of that word yeah marathon but also a marathon that wasn't chronologically in order they just kind of jumped around to random movies so watching those watching like just bits and pieces of that again i'm definitely gonna rewatch those at some point yeah me too i really i had a craving for rogue one with felicity jones i really want to watch that one because it was coming up, but I was like, I don't know, with commercials and stuff, like, we can just put on Disney Plus and, like, you know. But there, there is something different about seeing a show on TV and just thinking, oh, okay, I'll just put this on. Yeah, no, I, I definitely watch more than that. Those are just kind of the newer things. I watched, um, like, I did rewatch a couple of movies that I had seen before, but... And I really want to watch um, The Martian. I don't know why. Because, well, I do know why. They were reading it at school and they were talking about it. And then they were going to watch the movie in the classroom, which I don't go in the classroom. I was just in my office. But I was like, now I really want to watch that <laughs> again. It is, you kind of forget how many good people are in that and yeah. how really good Matt Damon is. He's so good. Yeah. So I'm definitely, uh, um, the, the brother got that for me, my bro. Got me a copy of it so I can watch it. So I'm really, I don't know. I just kind of want to watch that movie. I'm a craving for it. So that's it. That's what I watched. All right. Uh, our movie challenge this week. Ah, you guys. You guys. This movie. Uh, we watched The Gentleman. It is so good. It was like, it that- was like fantastic. That was one of those movies where right when the credits came up, you turned to me and immediately was like, 
I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but wow, that was good. I know because it's so hard because it's so good. Now, this is a type of movie. It's going to be hard to explain. And I don't think we should go into like, you know, a 20 minute conversation about it because I really think people should watch it. And what I was thinking, remember when we did that one segment last year and I said our top five movies? Well, this is obviously in there now because I could only think of four, right? Oh, the the only thing about that when I was doing that list is that we were picking movies that came out in 2020. That didn't come out in 2020? 2019. Wow. I'm really, we're behind. I can't believe we missed that one. But I, that's the thing. You kind of jump on some movies and then uh, like there's still movies that someone's like, oh yeah, I watched this. I'm like, oh, that was like 2018 and I still haven't watched that. I can't remember. Oh, um, it might have been before that, but The Founder, the Michael Keaton Oh, uh, McDonald's. from McDonald's, yeah. I still hadn't watched that, or haven't watched that, and I just thought, oh, that's a, like, it seems like a good movie. I don't know why. I think it was my friend Stefan was talking about it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, why? Like, I see that on Netflix all the time. Yeah. I just haven't watched it. Yeah. I guess there's just so much content. There's only so much you can watch, but I'm shocked with The Gentleman. I never watched it, because A, written, directed, produced by Guy Ritchie, who I think is great. Like, I love all his movies. They're totally up my alley. Um, and it has a great stack cast. So I was like, why have I not seen this movie? But anyways, go ahead. Um, my, I just, I wrote a quick description that Mickey Pearson played by Matthew McConaughey isn't the, I mean, this is the generational thing where it's just, I call weed. He calls it marijuana, Mary Jane. Marijuana. Pot. Yeah. You call it weed though. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what I call it. I call it whatever kind of. I feel like you're a pot. I'm a pot. It's a pot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's in the marijuana industry, and when he wants to sell his intricate and successful business, then uh, there becomes competition and mayhem ensues. Yes. Chaos. I have, yes, I have that. Almost that thing. It says, looking to sell his business, um, setting off a chain of blackmail and schemes to undermine him. So... Right. Like it's the same it's same idea of just. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a hard. See, you're looking at my list. He, you guys, he totally looks at my list. I, how am, I can't read it. It's upside down. So why do you look in this direction? Because, you know, that bugs me because then because we're rating our we're rating the cast. Yeah. Like their are their performances from our perspective, not like. Ooh, this is just masterful art. No, it just how we enjoyed them. Oh my god, it's it was tough. It was a tough call. There's okay. Should we say who's in it first? Uh, yeah. Okay. Do, so there. Do you want to say it? Yeah. So Matthew McConaughey. We said he is the he is the king pin pin. Sorry, king pin, and he's the one trying to sell. And he is married to um, Michelle Dockery. And they have a beautiful love story, I have to say. Like, they have a very, like, it's like she's tough and, but, like, really loving. And they, like, he's, there's their love is, is, I loved it. Like, I was so obsessed with them as a couple. And then there is Hugh Grant, who, he, how do you describe him? He's So, the way the movie is kind of set into motion is Hugh Grant uh who is like a writer whatever yeah something in the film industry goes to charlie hunnam who plays raymond he's the right hand man to mcconaughey and he kind of begins to pitch this story of 
what could happen once he starts to sell the business. So that's kind of, you kind of, for... Or what has happened to get to that point. And what could have happened. There is some hyperbole. there is, for sure, yeah. But he's like, he thinks he's got this whole thing figured out of how everything is shaking out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hard movie to describe, I think, without giving away too much, right? And so, well, they also give us the Pulp Fiction beginning where you think they're showing us the end, yes. but it is not it not exactly the case. Not exactly. Yes, that's a good way to say it. Um, there is, so Charlie Hunnam, we said, his right-hand man, and then there's Colin Farrell who plays, um, so he owns coach. A, a coach, and he owns a gym that he trains, like, fighting like he's like a like a boxing kind uh, of fighter mi- mixed martial arts mixed martial arts thanks jack and um uh so he has these so he has a group of five guys that go and and steal from matthew mcconaughey they find out who it is and he then in turn is like i'm indebted to you now like i'm gonna pay off this debt or whatever mm-hmm. whatever you need kind of thing so then he's he's in it quite a bit for that he kind of inserts himself in the story and then is yeah just want to just becomes almost a part of the group and says three strikes and i'm out you're like he's done his he's he's in he's uh his debt is paid and they accept that right Mm -hmm. because he came to them he's a gentleman came to them (laughs) okay hit me hit Um, me with your number one oh no number one there's a few people that you i don't want to say glossed over uh okay go Jeremy Strong. Oh, my God. Sorry. He's even on my list. Uh, yeah. He plays Matthew. I don't remember his last name, but he's one of the people. He's the first person that McConaughey is in business with looking to sell. Yes. Uh, there's also, you said Hugh Grant, Shell Dockery, uh, Henry Golding, who's oh, right. a dry eye, who is another competitor trying to blackmail and scheme his way into this. Really? And I think that's something that's amazing about this movie is how... They make this guy who owns, like, and they tell a story of, like, he's an American, but he goes to Oxford, very smart, starts this, like, selling drugs business in college, like, in school, and then has grown it to this point where it's in a shipping container in the underground of it, and it's just this huge, elaborate, like, uh, farm i guess you call it like weed farm yeah and really as you're as you're walking through it because there's like multiple that's why it's amazing that the company or business whatever you want to call it was valued at 400 million Mm dollars because of it's almost because i remember mcconaughey explaining or mcconaughey's character explaining that it's like prohibition in the united states that it took them 15 years to really get that market back on its feet. Yep. And just because it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, what did I write about it? Uh, so it's such a good way of storytelling, like having Hugh Grant and Charlie Hunnam kind of going through the possible events and then having like cutscenes to go, okay, no, it's not going to happen like that. Like, right. That, that's not what happened. And he, Hugh Grant the whole time is trying to go, oh, I figured this out. Oh, I did this. I followed you here. I did this. I did that. Yeah. And, because he has picture proof of everything yeah he's constructed the story but also throws in his okay well maybe to well, for some spice some, <laughs> yeah theatrics yeah um 
it being pitched as a movie i feel like a few movies like it's not that original but but it is it's still a cool concept yeah for sure um possibly wrong assumptions about the story which it's it's great when you get there's a couple moments of then this happens and he goes come on that's not what would have happened right like that's a little ridiculous and he's like i know i know i'm just doing it for the movie yeah yeah all right yeah so what we wanted to do for this because there's seven main people in this movie yes and we went through and ranked them yes all right let's kick it off with number seven which is gonna be the same because you only did six (laughs) yeah there i decided them uh number seven he's not in the movie that much but still makes a pretty yeah he's an important character but he just wasn't for acting wise or whatever he wasn't henry golding yeah who i love how he gets just described as asian james bond because right. when as soon as they said that i'm like he could 100 percent play james bond and yeah. i think that would be a great choice yeah for sure again not in it that much so yeah uh number six i did charlie hunnam wow yeah that's a lot lower than i well i just when i look at the acting i don't find like i just found the other ones there was a little bit more compelling things in the other characters like for majority of the movie he's just listening to hugh grant yes there are cutaway scenes that he's obviously a part of and there's a couple of really good like scenes that he is a part of but i just felt like there was other people that were a little bit more compelling to me. And I mean, Charlie Hunnam is like one of my, he's a hottie. He's one of my favorites. But for acting wise in this movie, yeah, I would put him at six. My number six, and this is this is going to come as a shock. My number six, Matthew McConaughey. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. I just feel like he played himself with uh, like a little bit more anger than usual. Right. Not that he's, and again, Putting him at six isn't a bad thing. Even Henry Golding. Like, these are all great performances. No, it is, it's very true. Yes. But it's just, he played himself with some eccentric cut scenes that really we don't know if they happened or not. Yeah. Oh, there's definitely a it's couple just, that were made up. It's just, uh, when I look, when I started really thinking about Matthew McConaughey and you thinking like he started with like Dazed and Confused and he, you know, rom-coms and he did like that kind of stuff. For me, I think his acting was incredible in this movie. And I think... You know, it started with Dallas Buyers Club where you really got to see he this boy can act. Yes, he's adorable and he's, you know, that Texan, you know, all right, all right, all right guy. But he is he does he is a really good actor and he takes his craft very seriously, right? So I'm surprised you put him at six, but that's totally fair. Um five? Michelle Dockery. Same here. Same. She was great. Like we, you and I kind of a little bit chatted about her because we didn't know if we should have added her because it is a boys movie. But I think as gentleman. Yes. But the, for her as the, uh, pretty much the only female, I mean, there's a couple like here and there, but the main female, I think she held her own. I think she did. She, she plays a very strong, like character, but she loves her husband and she, she has her own business. So she's not, you know, sitting at home doing her nails. She's running her own business and she's doing her thing and um, she doesn't put up with anything. Like, she can hold her own for mm-hmm. sure. And I thought she did a kick-ass job. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think you appreciated that love story more than I did. It, it, it More of just something that was there and that I didn't really pay attention to until, really, until you said it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did do a good job of he, just making that a part of it. He, though, like... He could let a lot go, 
just not anything to do with his wife. Mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot where he was like, you know, he'll let things go or he'll forgive people, but anything to do with his wife. And he was like, no. And they just had this like connection. I felt, I don't know. I felt it was really cool. Nice. Uh, My number four is Charlie Hunnam. Okay. I think mostly because when you start this movie, you kind of just think, okay, he's just listening to this story and he's like, he gets to hear it and put his own twist on it. Yes. But then eventually you find out that he is in the middle of this story. Oh, he knows he, exactly what's going on. And Hugh Grant even does a good job of saying, oh, this is your part. This is when you start doing stuff. <laughs> right. And that's in that moment, I was like, oh, okay, this guy is like very calm and composed for the situation that he's in. It's because he, he does have, they both think they have the upper hand. So you don't really know, like they're both confident in their upper hands, Hugh Grant and Charlie Hunnam, right? They both are like, my favorite thing about Charlie Hunnam though was like, his loyalty to Matthew McConaughey. Like he was so loyal and he was, he always had his back and he kind of always, always like one step ahead. So mm. yeah. Uh, what was that for? Number four. Uh, Jeremy Strong for me. Uh, so great. Like he did, um, he it's ho- it's so hard to say like his his arc as a character without giving things away, but there's a moment near the end where it he completely changes his his um. You can see the demeanor in his face just kind of in a moment shift from this confident yes like to oh fuck yeah right yeah for sure and I mean the whole time he's so confident he's so suave and he's. Oh, I'm your friend. Here's this paperweight. That's really a gun. Yes. Which, yeah, came in handy. Uh, yeah, so that's my number four. Uh, Jeremy Strong's my number three. Okay. And I, I just love his, just him. When I look at his, like, body of work from just the three projects I think of, you go Succession, you go Trial of the Chicago 7, mm-hmm. and then this, like, just the range of the those range. three different characters. Yeah. He's, he's phenomenal. He's really, really good, for sure. He's... uh. He is a good one in this in this movie, and he, yeah, like you said, that is that is a perfect example because those are three completely different characters, and you believe every single one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard when you're in a movie or a show like Succession because you can get pigeonholed into that role, or people won't believe you in other roles if they've watched you in that role. So, and I think he does a really good job of of making us believe who he was as that character. So. What number is that? Uh, number three. So it looks like we have the same top two. No. Oh, because you already... I haven't said Matthew yet. Then you're forgetting someone. If I that... have three is Hugh Grant. Oh, okay. Yeah. My third is Hugh Grant. I think he did a great job in the movie. Um, And it was... It is a toss-up when you get into the kind of the top three. I found like I was like really trying to dissect like who kind of brought me more to the table so I, yeah, I really, he was, he was good because he was just so confident in, in what he was doing. And he had such a demeanor about him of just this air of arrogance. So I thought, I thought he did a great job. I have him higher. So. Oh, I have him higher. I love when we do this. Um, so that was three. Yeah. So my number two is Colin Farrell. Nice. I mean, just again, for someone that inserts themselves maybe halfway through the movie and makes such an impact, I love that he kind of just, he didn't have to do an accent. Not that he's not good at them, but he kind of just got to do his own like natural accent. And you got to see, I feel like you got to see more of his like charisma in this. I put him at number one for me. 
And I he- think he did the best job. And I loved there was one, the moment for me was like we had said he had three strikes and he was whatever. And he ended up doing some a fourth one. And he basically holds up four fingers. And his look on his face was what to me put him to number one because he was just like, OK, like we're done. Like, here you go. Like I said, I was going to do three. three I, did, I four. did four. And, you know, like he had and I loved. Sorry. <clears throat> sorry. He um, I love that he went to them knowing who Matthew McConaughey was and said like, okay, this, my boys did this. They didn't understand. I'm now indebted to you. Like, you know, he could have just tried to just get away with it. Like he didn't have to do that. They didn't know who they were. I mean, they probably would have figured it out, but, and just how loyal he was to those, I'm going to help you three times kind of thing. How like he was like, I'll just do, I'll do whatever, whatever you want. I'll do it. So, and I just, yeah, I really enjoyed him. So my two is Matthew McConaughey. I think he did a great job. I wouldn't put him at six. That's not saying he didn't do a good job. <laughs> I know. I'm just teasing. Um. All right. So then my number one is Hugh Grant. Yeah. This comes from someone who I'm not a huge Hugh Grant fan. Yeah. I just don't really find his roles like he does like the, I mean, I don't know if he has a stutter, but like, I feel like he does that in movies. Like, oh, kind of yeah, just, yeah. Like, almost like holds on for dramatic effect. Right. In this movie, again, he is just absolutely incredible. And yeah, the way he's like, oh, I'm going to tell you what happened. Yes. Even though Charlie Hunnam lived it, he's like, I'm going to tell you the story. Yeah. And just thinks he has everything right. Just even things go little awry and he's just immediately, you could see the confidence go as soon as, I don't even want to say like, just when shit starts to hit the fan. Yeah. He panics. Yeah. Um, And just also we have to give credit to the way the movie sets things up mm-hmm. and how just this little this little moment of you know exactly what i'm talking about yes where they go okay go do this and you think okay but like, why did he say that that doesn't really mean anything but then it has all the meaning at the end of the movie yes for sure yeah it's a great movie i highly recommend it like i would if it's if we're rating out of five stars i would give it five stars like i found it super entertaining i found it compelling like it wasn't it wasn't a here here's a movie on a silver platter it, it had some layers to it it had some you know there was there was a lot going on and <clears throat> sorry I don't know why I'm verklempt um so many twists and turns yeah so many backstabbing and you weren't really sure who was on whose side and it could switch and I did want to point out you know how they go and save that girl yep <clears throat> her name is uh is Elliot Sumner she plays Laura, and she is Sting's daughter. Like, you know the singer, Sting? Mm-hmm. She actually identifies as a non-gender, though. So I didn't know if we should, if you do still say daughter. I don't know how all that works. So he's, it's daughter, though, right? Just that person's child. Yeah. Sting's child. Sting's child. So she identifies as non-gender. But I had to look her up because I found her very, um, she's only in like two scenes. But there was something very. Um, Distinct. Something. Yeah. Like, I was like, she's very interesting to me. I'm. It's they, that they are very interesting to me. Yeah. So uh, that to me was the Charlie Hunnam scene that made me put him as high as I did. Yeah, because that's true. he has this kind of monologue. He's uh, rolling a joint or whatever, and he's just monologuing to these people that are kind of in the they're in the dumps. They're kind of not treating their bodies too well. Yes. And he just goes on this like little speech, and 
just has has them all just paying attention to him. Yes, yeah. No, it is true for sure. There's yeah, they yeah. all have the moment, their characters. Like they a gravita. Sh- yeah. Nice. Gravita. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else with that? No, that movie? I think everyone should watch it though. That's for my last. Highly recommended. <laughs> highly recommended. It'll take you on a journey that once you get to the end, it'll make sense. The pulp fiction type opening was really good because you go into it thinking all right, well, they showed us that this happened. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, no, I really like it. I almost could watch it again today. Like, I loved it that much. I found it so entertaining. See, I feel like it's one where I'll watch it again, but it'll it'll be some time. Yeah. We got other movies to I watch. I know, I know. I wouldn't actually watch it again. I'm just saying I could because it was that good. Mm-hmm. And then once you know what happens... Then you can kind of see if they try to give you clues during it. Or you just, yeah, once you watch it a second time, it's not like it gives, it's not like a movie that you couldn't watch again because it gave away, you know, an ending or something like that. You could watch it again and just get even more out of it because you know, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. All right. Last segment. Last segment. That's our new one. Yeah. We're so excited. We got the top 100 movies according to IMDb, isn't it? Um, Sure. Um, so we have a list here, or not even a list. We have a bunch of little pieces of paper and live. We're going to pick what our movie challenge is going to be. Yes. So I, yeah, we wrote out one to a hundred and it's in a little glass container. Jack's going to pull it out and I'm going to let you know what it is. We might want to write. Oh, excellent. Jack. I like that. Okay. Okay. I picked it. Okay. Hit us with a number. Number 94. Okay, so 199,987,996,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,97,
think about ancient. the ancient the how the technology has advanced yeah. since then yeah all right so that's what we're watching yeah. or that's what we're talking about next week mm-hmm. so we're watching it together yeah sweet <laughs> you're funny how, what how am i funny i don't know your face is funny oh sorry <laughs> thank, <it>. thank you <laughs> i don't know just, your face is funny i don't know you just do the way you're looking at me it was funny um all right besides that you got anything else case i have nothing else all right uh then we'll see you next week mad max and beginning of our our new segments yeah it's gonna be great all right we'll see you next time bye